Hello, and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. I am Jim Dudley. Jim, you know, as we've seen uh, across the country where um, an officer-involved shooting results in um, violence uh, among the community, rioting, protesting, um, violent protests, um, putting you know, other citizens at risk of uh, either property loss or uh, being injured in, you know, those fires that were set, say, for example, um, in the recent rioting in, um, you know, in the Midwest. We know that every agency is pretty much one officer involved shooting away from staring down the barrel of that kind of mayhem in their streets. And the question becomes, you know, how do you prepare and stay vigilant against that happening and for you know obviously you don't want to have a controversial shooting in your in your community but many of these quote controversial shootings were actually you know legitimate uses of force because the subject refused to drop a gun and was you know refusing to comply, comply with those commands so you know the the community's been frothed up by the media and various um, political elements to try and create this anti-cop sentiment that turns into this violent protest now, how do you how do you stop that from happening? How do you prevent it from happening in your community? Well, that's a good question. That's a million dollar question that I'm sure many, if not all, chiefs of police and mayors of cities across the United States would want to know. How do they prevent it? And and we've seen great police work across the United States. We've seen great community policing programs. Uh, we've seen outreach at community meetings, uh, one on ones coffee with cops, walking the beat with a cop, citizens academies, um, across the board. And I don't think anybody's prepared or, or could predict that even a, quote, legitimate shooting where um, an individual may turn on an officer with a firearm and they're shot. Uh, I don't think anybody can anticipate the the flashpoint of violence and looting and broken windows and attacks on police officers and attacks on peripheral people, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the the situation. So you'll see, I I read um, an op-ed in the New York Times by Charlie Beck from uh, Los Angeles Police Department, and he talked about um, the successes they've had with community building. And we've heard it, we've heard it called uh, values, valued-based policing, um, community policing, uh, reaching out to leaders in the communities to have them weigh in on on what's going on in your city. And there's got to be some, some precursor uh, information out there on just how well you're doing in a community. And um, we could talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, and you do have to, you know, all these programs are great. You know, when you have, what do they say? You don't want to be handing your business card to your counterpart on the day after something bad happens. Right. You need to have those relationships built for a long period of time before. But then, you you know, you wonder, you look at the media, the local media is, you know, one thing. But the mainstream national media, which in many cases has been fomenting this anti-cop sentiment for two and change years now. Um, you know, that how well do you do with trying to build relationships with folks at CNN and other things like that where you, you can build relationships with your local television broadcast media and they, generally speaking, will be a little bit more um, balanced, if you will, or a little bit more fair, if you will, on their coverage of an event. Um, but when you get to the mainstream national media and the main and the, the, the national kind of um, national organizations and groups, which are, you know, they, they'll parachute into your city 
and there, you know, there's not a lot of there's some locals there, of course, for sure, in there, sure. those protests. But there are professional protesters, professional riders that will parachute into your city the day after an OIS, and they will stir up that crowd. So. You can be very successful with your clergy, with your community groups, with your, you know, working with kids and still have that problem appear in your town because interlopers come in and create it for you. Right. And I think when, when we talk about community policing and outreach to communities and neighborhoods, the question is similar to the naloxone issue. Do you want your cops to be paramedic? I think in this case, we do want to have cops reaching out to communities, uh, to people within the community. Uh, The National Night Out happens every August. It's one night a year where cops go into the communities, pitch horseshoes, bocce balls, have coloring contests, karaoke, softball, basketball, what have you, with with local neighborhood groups to bond and, and show them who they are. I think we need to do that, if not monthly, then weekly in every community. I think we we need to have um, chiefs convene um, what we do in San Francisco. We have uh, uh, community uh, leaders come and sit in with the captains of district stations every month to talk about what's going on in their community, get a finger on the pulse, Uh, see what's going well, see what's not going so well, who do we need to do outreach to, and things like that. I think the the constant communication, the back-and-forth communication, and I don't just mean the friends of police. I Mm -hmm. mean, people that are critical of the police need to weigh in as well. But like you say, um, after a critical incident, people come out of the woodwork. They're often not the same people that have been going to your community meetings or being on your community policing panels. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, they are uh, rallied and raised. And, and we've seen recently news reports that gave out the half-truth that um, gave an impression of one side of what was going on in a community when in actuality something else was going on. And I won't get into specifics, but I think uh, Milwaukee PD has done all the great outreach. They have a great chief there. And this is one place where I wouldn't have guessed this kind of... Um, violent eruption would have taken place but there it is you have it yeah you know and you know i i don't i don't want to put too fine a point on it but you know i think that you know the the you can have all of these great relationships and you know do all this great work and i agree with you i think that there should be it should be monthly night out there's the more um getting down even to foot patrols in some places where you just have one-to-one one-to-many interactions um, you build those relationships as solidly as you can over time, and you could be successful in that, and then still have this problem appear. And I contend, and I'm probably right in this, um, due to outside actors coming and fomenting this this kind of animosity and this kind of violence. And you know, it, we saw it in Ferguson. We've seen it in so many places where, you know, they they literally were busing people from other parts of the Midwest into Ferguson, Missouri. Mm, right. And you know, so. It, it's it, the sad thing is, is as you'd said at the top, then it's the million dollar question. You know, you how do you really prepare now? If you empower all those people who have been at your community groups and your community meetings to really get out there and be vocal in the aftermath of these things, and you get them, look, we're going to get you on CNN, we're going to get you on these these media outlets, we're going to be your champions to talk about what you think about this sort of thing. 
maybe that can be enough pressure that, that you can stem, the, you know, you can kind of tamp back the, the interlopers and, the, and those in the community, too, who, um, you know, as you would said, come out of the woodwork and just they're looking for a way, to, a reason to riot, right? Sure. And I think you'll hear from some law enforcement people saying, hey, we're not we shouldn't be in the business of these hug a thug programs or you know whatever they want to call it but i'd really love to hear from listeners to tell us what works in their community what are you doing at your agency that builds better relationships with your community and and the flip side of that is zero tolerance policies and i've never been a fan of zero zero tolerance policies because we throw the net out there, and if it's a true zero-tolerance policy, then everybody gets swept up in the net. And sometimes you lose fans in your community by pulling everybody over with a taillight out or pulling everybody over with some minor infraction and and giving them a citation. I, that doesn't build communities, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And another portion of that is you, you take away one of the most fundamental things that a law enforcement officer has, and that's discretion. They are—they know their streets. They know their neighborhoods. If if they're doing their jobs correctly, they know where the hotspots are, and they know where where um, an infraction here means something. Whereas an infraction over here, that's that's probably not going to be a big big deal. So we'll, we're going to maybe give them a, we'll stop them and give them a warning. And that's that. You know that sure. kind of thing. That you really have to empower your officers to have that level of discretion, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear about a good program or good programs. I'd love to see them evidence-based. I'd love to see them taken and replicated and, and pushed out to as many agencies as we can because clearly we need them. Yeah, let's use this venue to get some best practices out there. Um, you can email us at policingmatters at policeone.com. You can leave comments in the comments field uh, beneath this podcast. Um, we encourage you to do one or, or both of those. And, you know, when we get some results, we'll come back with another podcast that maybe gives us a, a little bit better understanding of what's working out there in the communities across this country.